0: Hey guys, my name is Haley Grove, and I'm a big believer that dance can be the thing you love most in life, but it can't be your life. Not if you want to have a sustainable career. I want to explore and highlight some of the things that dancers do outside of the studio. What fuels your creativity? What keeps you grounded? What are your other passions outside of dance that make you, you? So that's what I'm here to talk about. Dancers doing the stuff they love. Let's dive in. Hello everyone. Welcome back to Dancers Doing Stuff. This is episode 15. Um, I recorded this before Thanksgiving. We're still kind of, we are rolling out the um, the older episodes, I guess. I had a lot of episodes, so I got to uh, let them linger a little bit longer. But I am actually going to be putting out um, a few extra episodes next week just because I want to make sure that I get all of the season one episodes up on the podcast um, before 2021 because I feel like that's a nice little official End of the first season. Um, and I actually just recorded the season finale on Wednesday. Um, if you watch on the YouTube channel and Essentially Haley, you might have seen it. Um, we recorded it live and we also live streamed it on Instagram. And that meant that the audio for the YouTube just didn't work, which I didn't even know. Um, so luckily, my amazing guest, who is also my roommate, um, we recorded the interview again So that's up on YouTube And that's the season finale If you want to get an unedited uh, sneak peek um, But there's going to be some really good episodes Dropping before the end of the year um, And this is is one of them This was a really great episode with Emma Um, We recorded it on the 22nd of November, Um, so we do talk about Thanksgiving a little bit. Uh, But she has such a great story of just um, so many different stories um, and so many different projects that she's working on and programs and all that stuff. And we worked on um, gratitude bracelets, like friendship bracelets. And I taught her how to make a friendship bracelet for the first time, which was very difficult over video. Um, So I obviously, I cut out a lot of the crafting stuff, as you know, um, but definitely head on over to the YouTube channel. Dancers Doing Stuff uh, is the playlist where you can see all of the live video recordings um, and you can see kind of what our bracelets look like. I still actually have to finish mine, but um, yeah, I mean, this episode is really great. So I'm excited for you to listen and if you are listening to the podcast but you're not subscribed make sure that you subscribe so you don't miss i realize a lot of people who listen um we have a lot of like downloads and listens but i don't think we have a lot of subscribers so if you're not subscribed make sure you subscribe um to all things um and on that note let's get into the episode Hi everyone! Welcome back to Dancers Doing Stuff. This is the 15th episode, which is crazy. Um Thank you so much if you've watched all of them. If not, you can check them out on my channel. Uh like and subscribe. You know, I say it every time. My goal is to get to a thousand subscribers before the end of 2020, and I'm at like 138, so Got a lot of work to do, but you know, maybe it can happen. Um, But today I am interviewing my friend Emma. She is an amazing dancer. She's also just like so cool. She has a gorgeous Instagram, so make sure you check it out when I show what her Instagram is. She's like a model. She's gorgeous. And she's also just so creative. She's always up to something. Um, So I'm excited to talk to her about dance and life and projects, and passions outside of dance, as always. Um, so, of course, I need to hype her up and show her off and her gorgeous dancing. So I'm going to show you a awesome clip of her dancing. So enjoy. Ooh, so good. Oh, that's just like gooey. I love it. I love it. Okay. Welcome, Emma. Let's give her a round of applause. Yay! Yay! <laughs> welcome <laughs> oh wait i muted you
1: <laughs> you're here try again oh my god that intro is so gorgeous thank you so much
0: no i'm obsessed i'm obsessed with that video and just you in general because you're gorgeous inside and out oh, so, I love the feeling mutual oh, thank you well thank you for being here on this kind of gloomy sunday but it's almost thanksgiving so that's fun um and in the theme of thanksgiving we are going to be making something that i just kind of made up because i thought it might be a fun project gratitude bracelets so it's kind of friendship bracelets with a twist um so basically the idea that i just thought of i know that gratitude bracelets probably exist in the real world but I thought we could make some friendship bracelets and add in a word with like some of these letters. If anyone has any of these letter beads, they're very popular lately. You can't see because my fingers are big. There we go. But um, we can write a word either something that we're grateful for that we want to be reminded of um, or something that we want to give the bracelet if we want to give the bracelet to someone who you're really grateful for and you can write a word that is like one of the things that is why you're grateful for them so I have to pick my word but I know you have some gorgeous embroidery floss and I have these kind of fall colors awesome
1: Long in Michaels picking out my colors.
0: It's dangerous but- in there. It really is. So while we are cutting this, I'd love to know just kind of a little bit about your story, how you ended up in New York. when you started dancing where are you from? Tell everyone kind of your your whole life story. I know that's you know okay. simple, just simple. <laughs> Super
1: simple life story from the time I was born. Um, I'm gonna try really hard to talk to you while I cut strings. (laughs) Those two things are gonna go together. Um, Okay, So I'm from Michigan, born and raised, lived there till I was 18 with my amazing family. Um, I grew up dancing since I was three, so I definitely did that whole studio life, um, competition studio, the whole shebang. I started traveling with a touring convention called L.A. Dance Magic when I was like 13, like really, really young. And I traveled with them until I was 18. By the end of my time with them, I was going to like every city with them. So not the most popular girl in high school because I was gone every single weekend, but I definitely got a good amount of dancing in. Yeah. After that, I moved to the LA Orange County area where I went to college for dance. I was only there for three years because college wasn't like quite my vibe. I wasn't in love with it. But once I start something, I definitely like to finish it. So I got my degree. I just condensed it into three years.
0: Wow.
1: Yeah. While I was in college, I started dancing Brazilian Zouk, which kind of created a different Pathway for me. It's a ballroom dance from Brazil. Um, fastest growing North American social dance. It's sort of grouped in those categories with like salsa and bachata and kizomba. If you're a partner dancer, you've heard these words before. Um, I was originally supposed to. Little known fact: I was originally supposed to move to Brazil after my three years, and that's why I expedited my graduation so that I could just like live in Brazil. Mm-hmm. That didn't work out. I had a bunch of things fall through, which thank God this all happened because I definitely needed to live in New York. Um, I had a guy who I had been friends with and taught with a couple of times, invite me to come to New York and be his partner. His name's Charles Espinoza. And that's exactly what I did. Moved to New York. We um, His company, Yozuk um, was already thriving and we pretty much doubled it in size in this in wow. the, the last half year before the world shut down <laughs> right yeah been here training in commercial dance and teaching brazilian Zouk.
0: that's so cool i love that and when you started dancing were you doing like all the styles like this like you know taking every class of the studio or did you focus on anything specific when you first started out
1: well, when I started out, the only class I was allowed to take was creative movement because I was three.
0: Yes. We love a good creative movement
1: class. <laughs> so like I, I kind of built from there. Like yeah. then the kids are allowed to take ballet. Then the kids are allowed to take jazz. By by the time I was old enough to take all the classes, I took every single class. Yeah. I love that. Even that which I can't do now to save my life.
0: I bet you could figure it out. I bet you could figure it out if you had to. <laughs> I bet you I bet. <laughs> but your rhythm is so good. I feel like that would that would help. That's so awesome. And did you, I forget if you told me this because I know I, it's so crazy because mm-hmm. I've never even heard of Zook, but I grew up, um, where I'm from in Somerville is a big Brazilian community. So like my downstairs neighbors, we lived in like where I'm from, it's kind of like in Queens, how you have like houses, but they're mm-hmm. apartments. So me and my family lived on the top floor, and then the two bottom floors were Brazilian families. So like I've been around so many Brazilian, wonderful food and wonderful culture. Eu falo português muito mal, and that's about where it ends. It's not so bad. I used to I used to be able to understand it better. I need to practice, so we should practice. But I never even heard of this until I met you, and it's so beautiful could you kind of like describe it to anyone who's watching or who might not know i mean was what the video that i showed was that zook or was that just your own thing i'm so fascinated by this style because it's so like i feel like not enough people know about it and it's gorgeous
1: i agree i agree completely the style of the video was not zook that's sort of my own take on heels okay i'm trying to cultivate like a heel style that's very latin-y not so much Latin in, um, culture, Latin in technique
0: mm, that, okay. that
1: very, um, uses a lot of your muscles in a way that we don't usually, when we think of like commercial heels. Um, so that's, that video. Brazilian cool. Zouk is a very new partner dance. As far as partner dances go, usually like dances, like salsa date back like hundreds of years. Um, but Zouk is relatively new. So the story, is there's a dance called Brazilian Lambada. Have you okay. heard of Lambada? Mm-hmm. It's sort of their like most famous cultural dance, but sometime in the like mid 1900s, it became very, very taboo because it was known as the forbidden dance. It was over-sexualized. Mm-hmm. They actually put it in a lot of pornographic films. Oh, so wow. So dance itself was tied with porn. So they were like, we can't do this dance anymore. This dance is basically sex, like, get it away from our culture. So what happened was they, to preserve the dance, they took new music from the Caribbean, which is Zouk music. So Zouk in itself in the name is Caribbean. Okay. There's a different dance in the Caribbean islands called Zouk. So that's why we call Brazilian Zouk. Wow. Uh, Change the technique a little bit to make it more digestible for the Brazilian culture. And then put with Zouk music, and that's where you get Brazilian Zouk.
0: Wow, that is so cool. I need to, and just for anyone who's listening or for watching, definitely check out, I mean, Emma has a lot of great videos on her page, but definitely go check that out and check out her classes that she's been teaching. Have you been doing any online classes with Zouk during this pandemic? I know it's like been crazy.
1: (laughs) It's been crazy. It was very difficult at first, especially just for like my heart, because I teach for people, I teach to be with people, I teach to interact with people, so it like, it was just really missing the mark at first for me, like I did not enjoy teaching online at all, no one would come to the class, it was very like, it was, it was not fun, so I, I started and I stopped and I started and I stopped and what became true for me in that process was teaching only women mm. i was like oh, people didn't have a partner anyways so i was yeah. like what can we do for now while we're inside more so ladies technique which was cool but still kind of missing the mark for me so i did one round of my ladies team for brazilian zouk is called was called divina mm. so i did one round of Divina online program, which kind of married the idea of Brazilian Zouk technique along with women's empowerment courses. So that Mm -hmm. was course, the round one of that. And then through more self-reflection and figuring out what, what was going on with me, I decided the second round of Divina online and actually the whole company of Divina moving forward would be feminine movement instead of Brazilian Zouk.
0: I was feeling like
1: the restrictions of the dance were restricting my creativity in a time where I just needed to be like-
0: right. We already have enough restrictions. We don't need to be putting more on ourselves, totally. Exactly,
1: exactly. and I just feel like so many incredible instructors are teaching Brazilian Zook online right now, and I can drop those links for you if you want. Yeah, but totally. But I feel like what I was offering was unique or really even necessary I would almost rather even tell my students like hey she's teaching on that day you could just like go take her class and come to my class to feel more free and more creative Mm. so that's what I'm doing presently I have to admit I've never made a friendship bracelet before my childhood wasn't exactly super friend-filled so I never had a friend to make a bracelet with so
0: honestly That, I love that. Also, I was the girl who, like, also didn't really have many friends but made a lot of friendship bracelets and gave them to people. And people were probably like, why are you giving me this? (laughs) Have you seen the, um... There's a new holiday movie that just came out, or like a show, it's called like Dash and Lily. It's one of those like holiday Netflix things. It's very fun to binge, but this mm-hmm. literally is a something that she does in it. She does like a flashback, and she made friendship bracelets for like her entire sixth grade and passed them out at the winter dance, and they all just like threw them on the ground. And I really started crying, because I was like, this is too real for me. But that's why oh, I, I just make them for myself. So I showed you this before. I love a good friendship bracelet, but I haven't been making them as much as normal. But it's very relaxing, I think, for me. It's so hard. It's so funny because during this pandemic and because, like, you know, everything's virtual still mostly, like, it really is hard to – you have to learn new ways of teaching, Is like especially even, like, teaching kids like I do or just, you know – learning new things about like how to just like in person it would be so much easier to show you this but Mm -hmm. it's like it's funny to see like how it is so you're gonna get it I believe in you
1: wait I think I do get it I think I I do understand you it's really hard to learn
0: over zoom so I'm very impressed
1: I feel like how I felt in calculus a little bit
0: okay I'm gonna keep doing this and so I can show you I'm gonna do it a little faster but then we are going to get into our first game. But as we do this, I also just wanted to know, because I know that you've also gotten into, you. obviously you teach and you dance, but I know that you've recently gotten into kind of like directing and just creating videos and stuff. I've seen some of the really cool videos that you've done, and I know you did that even before you moved to New York. So I was kind of interested to know how you started creating content videos and, and how that process is for you?
1: Yeah, so when I was in college, we had to choose a thesis project. Um, like most programs, you have to do like a culmination of everything you've learned. And for the dance program at Chapman University, the thesis is very open. So you can choose to write about, learn about, do pretty much whatever you want. So I was very interested in social media and how that was affecting dance because it seemed like whoever had the biggest following worked the most. And that was kind Mm -hmm. of just scientific experiments or uh, scientific calculation, I guess, that turned out not to be true. So that was something that I was just noticing um, in my life where I was sort of losing faith in the idea that skill actually booked jobs. Um, at this time in my life. So, also my friendship bracelet's looking a little busted, but definitely working. Does uh, it look
0: something like this?
1: I think I need to pull my knots tighter.
0: hmm Yes.
1: That's definitely the thing. Okay. Are you making, like, really, really tight knots?
0: Like, pretty tight, but not, like, so tight that you couldn't undo it if there was a mistake.
1: Got it. Okay, cool. Um, so, yeah, I was... Feeling that in my career. And what I decided to make my thesis project on was creating quick content. I wanted to see if I could create massive amounts of content in little amounts of time. So I made a goal for myself to put out one one minute concept video every week, which like before this, I did not create content videos. So this was definitely a fast track lesson to see how how to create content, how to create concept videos super, super quickly. Um, And also what I was doing with it was posting it online and seeing what different methods of like promotion or friends sharing or if quality or if concept made things grow faster.
0: Wow, that is so fascinating, and that's so cool that your your school let that be your thesis. I know for me, it was much more, like, concert dance-based for my college, so, like, our senior thesis was just, like, we choreographed a dance for our senior concert, so I love that. I love this so much.
1: It was really, really cool. I definitely, there was still the choreography for the senior concert and stuff like that, and I definitely had to write a minimum of 50 pages on this project so it wasn't 50 pages that's like a book I did write a book on this oh my goodness Um, I want to read it this is so fascinating I feel like it's not as well put together as I would hope it to be you know what I mean I feel (laughs) Um, like but um yeah so I did this and it didn't really work out to be honest like the the videos did not gain traction at all what I learned was that a positive uh, result from this is that it actually does take time and effort to create content that people like. So that was actually a really good finding, even though it meant that my videos didn't really go very far. It kind of restored some of my faith in (laughs) dance. The fact that quick, quick one-minute videos didn't do the best was, like, actually kind of good. That is good. And
0: I'm sure you learned so much about just, like – creating under pressure and I mean I'm sure you learned so many skills aside from just like the social experiment that have benefited you now today I mean your videos now are gorgeous so I'm sure you learned so
1: much from that process I definitely learned a lot I learned a lot about a time crunch like I so much goes into uh, creating a piece and I feel like what stops a lot of people is just the oh I'll get to it someday Syndrome. I'm attacked.
0: I'm attacked. There's so many videos that I've wanted to do that I just don't do one for fear that I am I don't know the skills to do it or for the fear of I like it's not going to be good enough so I can't do it yet or I don't want it to be bad quality and all of the di- there's so much I don't think people realize that goes into actually creating a content exactly. video.
1: Exactly. Like And money. <laughs> girl so I yeah basically learned a lot about how to create things and what goes into each video what you need to do I learned something for for myself that works to actually get me to do something is do the the deadlines first so instead of saying like oh i'm gonna create the video and then whenever the dancers are free we're just gonna film it and then whenever the videographer can we'll like figure out a time like that doesn't exist in the industry there is never a day where everyone's free like i i have just learned there's never a day so
0: and if it's like if if you care about it enough you'll be free if the people want to be there they'll show up so that's also a thing like in, in real life and in dance life. If it's exactly. important enough and you're important and the project's important enough, the person will make the effort to be there, so.
1: Exactly, so that's something that I, that's I that been huge for me that I really learned from that process was like, set the date. Even if I don't even know the steps yet, if I have the, the intention and I know exactly where it's going, I set the date and I book the videographer. So then that's set, and then I tell all the dancers like, "Hey, do you want to do blah blah blah?" And then we work around like, we work around that specific date. So that was like super monumental for me for like getting things actually executed. Even though that sounds so minor, that's usually the the sticking point for a lot of people. Mm, so that. Yeah, that was good from that. Then when I moved to New York, I actually stopped creating because I realized I didn't really have pride in what I was creating. Mm. Um, I was just like putting things out there for the sake of putting it out there. So then I like kind of did a reassessment of like, how can I hold integrity with my artistry? So I stopped creating and I met my boyfriend, Carlos, who has been really, really amazing with guiding me in how to be patient with Mm -hmm. myself. And that actually is what I want to put on my gratitude bracelet. I
0: patience. love that. I um, love
1: that. Sometimes we gotta say we're grateful for things we don't have yet, because then it vibrates on that level. And Oh you're yeah. Grateful for it, the universe is like, oh, you can have it. So I'm gonna pretend that I'm grateful for patience because I don't really have it yet, but I want it. I
0: love that. I'm still trying to figure out what I'm gonna put on mine, but I'll show you what it's looking like and what yours will eventually look like.
1: Oh my God, Haley!
0: <laughs> no, it's just because I was an only child and I had a lot of time alone to learn these skills. It's like, it's like, um, you know, my ballet technique is also friendship bracelets. You know, it's just like the oh, backbone okay. of my training. So <laughs> that's the only reason I'm doing it quickly is because I've done it for so long. Wait, but I'm- you're gonna get there. Well, I'm actually gonna get our first game ready Let me do do my favorite thing. (laughs) Yay! It's time for Would You Rather. Okay, so for anyone watching live, or even if you watch after the show, if you're listening to the podcast, comment on the video. Let us know which one you would rather do. But here we go. Would you rather have spaghetti for hair or Um. sleep each night in an
1: underground coffin? Um... That is so difficult. I think I would sleep in the underground coffin because I think I could, with my design skills, I think I could make it really cute in there and it would be really peaceful and no one would wake me up.
0: That's true. That's true. (laughs) And it doesn't say like the dirt has to be like, yeah, you know, like like it's it's just like a basement
1: studio apartment. Exactly. My coffin would be really big.
0: Yeah. Okay. Would you rather only be able to get clean by showering in ball bearings or have popcorn constantly popping out of your nose? Wait, say the first one again. Only be able to get clean by showering in ball bearings. So like those metal balls. Yeah. You would have to be like pelted by tons of metal Mm -hmm. balls in order to get clean or you have popcorn popping out of your nose.
1: I guess um, I'm gonna take the ball bearings because at least it's temporary. You know, the popcorn is like always- Yeah. It'd be difficult to have like relationships and community and- Dancing, imagine.
0: (laughs) Yeah, at least like maybe the ball bearings would be kind of like a massage, you know? Yeah,
1: maybe I could work with them.
0: Yeah, I think you could make it work. Okay, last question. Would you rather, oh, my gosh, have feet that smell like rotten fish or have to wear underwear that's always full of wet sand?
1: I think I kind of already have the first one. I'm a dancer.
0: (laughs) I think, yeah. Because you could, like, you could wash them. I'm sure there's, like, feet deodorant out there, you know. You could deal with that.
1: Trust me, I know all about the products. And I
0: think I'm well prepared for that. I'm dead. Yeah, no, wet sand in your underwear seems like the worst situation. It's like
1: the worst part of leaving the beach. Literally
0: the worst part of the beach. Well, wow, that is a great transition. I mean, it doesn't really bring, it doesn't tie in at all. But I'd love to talk more about your passions outside of dance and also your, your company and your program and just kind of more about... The Divina Experience. I know we talked a little bit about it, but like tell the listeners what exactly is involved in it.
1: Wait, do you want to see my... I'm going to tell the listeners, but do you want to see my... Oh, yes. It's a little ratchet.
0: No, this is getting there. It's getting there. It looks... No. I think you're making your own pattern and I'm here for it because you're expressing yourself creatively. I really am.
1: I really am, okay, I'll just keep on trucking. with
0: Keep going with it, I believe in you, you know? And that's also a thing, it's like, I think so much with social media and just where we're at in life and the arts, everything we do the first time feels like we're expected to do it perfectly. And our first draft is supposed to be the best thing we've ever done and forget (laughs) about the process, the product is important. And something that I've been trying to force myself to do, which like crafting helps because it's low risk. But, you know, it's important to play with our creativity and it doesn't always have to be perfect. And it also doesn't have to ever get to perfect. We don't have to make it be something that, is a product at the end it could just be creating for fun and playing and expressing and exploring and finding what we like to do so that's my ted talk
1: hey lee thank you for taking my busted friendship bracelet and turning it into a beautiful life lesson that was so sweet i'm glad i could help (laughs) thank you um okay so the divina experience um that the divina experience is a program that it did exist before COVID, but it looked massively differently. It was a a ladies dance team with a lot of um, Latin dance styles, something that's super common to create like a community of women, but also to practice followers technique is a ladies team. So I, like many of my colleagues had a ladies team and it was called Domina. And when COVID started, obviously everything shut down. We used to have class once a week, rehearsal once a week. We would do performances all over New York. um, And this was Brazilian Zouk fusion choreography for women. And this started in summer 2019 and everyone on my team, shout out to all my OGs who will probably watch this because they're the sweetest women I've ever met in my life. Um, The women that started with me, I would say all but one of them, I believe, are still with me today, a year and a half later. Wow. So students today, still some of my like closest friends, and they just helped me to cultivate this beautiful community of women that support each other, that talk about anything, and just turned it into so much more than just like a dance team so that happened like last summer and then it kept happening because the team continued when covid shut everything down i was like what do i want to teach because teaching Zook wasn't working for me i wasn't receiving unemployment for the first like four months so wow. i was like, what am i gonna do i need to teach something and i was unhappy with what i was teaching so i designed a completely new outline of the Divina program that focuses a lot on women's empowerment, and I was also cultivating a lot of feminine energy on my own. I am actually because feminine, feminine energy is feminine. Feminine and masculine energies are not gendered, so mm-hmm. even though I look like a very cis woman, I have a lot of masculine energy.
0: Interesting.
1: In. I'm very like, let's go get it. Let's make the business like let's make the product let's get the job done very direct very um task oriented goal oriented which is masculine energy and i was learning how to cultivate my feminine energy which is very patient energy um it, it says like, let the gifts, let the abundance come to me. I'm not going to go out and take it. I'm not going to do the goal. I'm going to prep myself to be ready to receive the abundance. Mm. It's a perfect lesson for quarantine, because how are we going to go get anything?
0: Oof, yes.
1: Okay. So I created the Zavina experience. It's. Um, Right now, it's just online. It's a six-week course. It has 15 minutes of women's empowerment and then 15 minutes of, or and then an hour of dance class and then 15 minutes of empowerment at the end. And it's just been an incredible experience getting to know, on a deeper level, my old students, getting to know a ton of new students because now we're not confined to just like New York City. Like I have students all over the country. And it's been incredible.
0: I've loved it. I love that. I know. Everyone, definitely check it out. There's a link um, in the description that has, you know, both your Instagram and the Davina Experience Instagram. And then also a link to your website. So everyone, definitely check it out. I think it's so amazing and such a awesome. I think also something that quarantine has really showed us is that community is so important. And finding your people because I think quarantine has also shown us who makes an effort when it's not easy and who is there for you and who your people are and it's okay if it's not everyone because it can't be everyone. So taking the time to really find your people and like really investing in those people is just gonna help everyone long term. I'm feeling very I'm feeling very like, uh, I don't know what the word is today. I'm, I'm like on my soapbox, but I don't know. I, you're bringing out this, uh, this, this in me. That's
1: <laughs> well, not the first time I've gotten that,
0: to be honest. Amazing. Well, then you're the perfect person to be teaching this course. I'm. I definitely can't wait to check it out and see what it's all about, even in more detail. I have another game for us. It's less of a game. Let me get our little.
1: Love- it's less of
0: a game, but it's basically. I have these questions. They're loosely color coded. Um, some of them are deep. Some of them are kind of funny and basically I'm going to pick randomly from each color. Let's see. And I'm going to ask them to you. So if any of them are like, you want to pass, feel free to pass. None of them are really too crazy. I got them on a website that said like a hundred questions to ask your dad or like Something like that, and then there was another website where I was like, "Questions, ask your best friends." So they're just kind of fun questions, just to like get to know you more as a person. Um, yeah. So yeah, i have an open book. Ask anything. All right, I'm gonna start off. Ooh, with this one. Okay, what horror fiction character scares you the most?
1: Oh, um, wow. Well, I don't watch horror movies. Me neither.
0: I'm too I- scared.
1: I can't feel like deep down I truly believe all of this is real and that it, if I watch it that gives it permission to like come find me this oh is, like, for sure but I was in Brazil two summers ago and I thought because like I'm fluent in Portuguese but I it's not my home language so I was like there's no way in a movie that's originally in English that's dubbed over in Portuguese is gonna scare me. And I was so scared, Haley. I cannot even tell you how scared I was. I can't even tell you the name of this movie. <laughs> I still think about it often. And like basically what happened was this man like hid these girls in his basement and dressed them up like dolls every day to play with them as like real life dolls. So that, That
0: scares me. That's because that's not even like, it's not like a monster or something. It's like a real person. Like that probably has happened. So I would be terrified of that. Oh my gosh. Well, it's not going to happen to us. No one's going to, no one's going to dress us up like dolls unless we choose to for a concept video. For
1: a music video. Yeah.
0: yeah. Okay. Next one. Oh, this is like, this is a little scandalous, especially given COVID. Have you ever gone to the bathroom and not washed your hands?
1: i mean i'm sure i have i'm sure i have like in
0: the like, middle of the night if you like wake up and go to the bathroom like
1: yeah like half asleep but also like you said ever so like i was a kid once i'm sure <laughs> when i was learning how things work it's a tough question to answer because i i guess i need a time frame In the yeah last
0: true month,
1: no the
0: <laughs> month, it's enough. yeah no hashtag 2020 wash your hands everyone <laughs> Okay. Okay. What time
1: do you usually go to sleep? Um, I usually go to sleep, like go to sleep at <laughs> like I guess lately it's been like eleven ish, because like I'll usually teach until about nine. I'm, I'm teaching privates, by the way. So like, oh, I'll yes, sleep. hire her. <laughs> Plug. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, so I'll teach from like the home studio, and then we'll have like a late dinner, and then I'll go to bed at like eleven. But my boyfriend and I have this like nighttime routine that literally is the best part of my day every single day where we sit in bed and we watch Avatar. Amazing. And, uh, so I probably go to bed at like one. <laughs> of Avatar.
0: Okay. Last question of these questions. Do you have an old shirt that you cannot let go of? These were very funny questions today
1: yeah I just did a purge of like my clothes that I don't wear anymore and I don't believe there was anything that I was really like emotionally bound to so I'm gonna say no for that wow that must be a
0: nice life I'm like emotionally connected to every inanimate object I've ever touched it's really rough it's really hard but I I actually did a big cleaning purge this weekend which was really nice I threw out like 10 bags of just like broken kitchen things and like just (laughs) random stuff expired mayonnaise like all that kind of stuff it felt so good (laughs) like I haven't eaten a sandwich in years um but yeah okay so the last question um before we get to like our little plugs is what brings out your most
1: creative self (sighs) there's so many things that's a really good question there's so many things um Obvious answer, music. There's nothing that'll get me out of a creativity funk like a great song. Mm. And usually for me, it's old music, like uh, early 90s, late 80s to late 90s. Like that music just sings to my soul. And like, I always have like a whole concept video after like going back into an old album. Um, Less obvious answer, driving. Which really sucks because I don't drive here. But I'm from Michigan, and I used to be able to, in the drive home from the studio to my car, or from my studio to my house, be able to like have a whole combo choreographed in the 15-minute drive. For yeah. some reason, just like the the forward motion and like yes, I feel that
0: way on buses because I don't know how to drive, which I was. <laughs> one of my goals was to learn how to drive i technically i had my permit twice and it expired before i even tried to get my license uh-huh. but my goal is to get my license in 2020 and uh didn't happen so maybe 2021 is my year it was a tough year
1: for that goal well i know how to drive but i don't know how to make a friendship bracelet so maybe we could do a trade <laughs>
0: I love this. I love a trade. (laughs) You're going to be covered in bracelets and I'm going to be driving you to get the string. (laughs) (laughs) Perfect. Amazing. Well, if you have anything you would like to plug, obviously your Instagram is written down here, but maybe say it out loud for all the
1: audio listeners um, and anything else that you want to plug. You kind of set me up there because I always have like 20,000 things I want to (laughs) plug. Um, Davina, we talked about it a lot. If you guys are at all interested, um, the links Haley put, um, it's a really great program and money wise, like I don't care at all. So if you just want to try it, like just message me, if you are at all interested, just message me. You can come. Anyone can come. I, I don't like to think that dance is bound by money or that empowerment is bound by money. I actually hate that. So just message me. We'll figure out something. You can come. Um, I'll have a clothing line out very soon for Davina. So keep eyes out. Okay. And my boyfriend and I actually directed our first music video slash concept video where we were like fully choreographers and directors with a full like team that we had. Amazing. and coming out very soon also a film about dancers rates coming out very soon in partnership with a studio that we love to work with so eyes out for that I'll be sharing oh
0: my a- gosh I'm so excited for all of these things every single thing you say I'm like oh I want to I want to watch that I want to go there
1: Well, <laughs> oh, thank you been supporter wow
0: <laughs> amazing and then for myself obviously you guys know subscribe to the to the youtube channel subscribe to the podcast dancers doing stuff on apple podcast spotify stitcher google pod basically i mean every place you could ever listen to a podcast if people listen to places other than spotify and apple it's probably there um and definitely you can check out essentially Haley on instagram for all my like diy crafty stuff and then Haley grove for my life and dance stuff. And I'm working on doing a specific Instagram just for my dancers doing stuff show. So that way I can reshare the videos of all my friends who are just so awesome at dancing and share our crafts. Um, So definitely if you make a friendship bracelet or a gratitude bracelet, tag us, let us know. I'm going to keep working on mine. And yeah, other than that, I think that's it. Thank you so much for joining me on this Sunday. It's almost Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving. <laughs> Holidays are coming. Very excited. Stay safe, everyone. Keep your bubble small. Let's make sure that we're not uh stuck in our houses for all of 2021. <laughs> oh, please, please, if you do one thing, don't make a friendship bracelet. Just stay in your house. <laughs> Awesome. Well, have a great day and I will talk to you soon. Bye everyone. Bye. If anyone out there is looking to start a podcast, but doesn't know where to begin, I have a great tip for you. Anchor is the easiest way to make a podcast. It's actually what I'm using right now. Anchor is free to use and there are creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. They distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and a ton of other places. Another cool thing is you can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. Everything you need to make a podcast is right in one place. Seriously, it's so easy. My first ever episode I recorded sitting in my closet, talking to my phone in the dark. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started.